0: Welcome to the perpetually sore podcast your source for martial arts and combat sports news reviews interviews and supplementary training guidance covering topics for both on and off the mats now here's your host sean Moschino. Hello, my perpetually sore friends and family. After having just posted an episode on resolutions and how to stick with your goals and commitments, I'll take this episode to review what I will be doing over the next 12 weeks for weight loss. And muscle increases. Since September, my weight has crept up steadily between the holidays and being off the mats due to injuries. Usually, I like to be between 190 pounds and 200 pounds. As of today, January 1st, I am at 214 pounds. My goal is to get to 190 or less in the next 12 weeks. I don't consider this a New Year New Year activity. For me, this is a 12-week reset program to get me back to my preferred weight and BMI. January happens to be when I usually do this because of the extra feasting from holiday and lower activity levels due to the weather and family activities. I'll also do this throughout the year as needed. That is a relatively easy target for me to achieve. I can generally lose five pounds a week without much extra effort. However, given that I'll be limited in what I can do with my current injuries, I'm giving myself more time and only need to drop two or three pounds a week. If I were injury-free, I'd try to do this in 4-6 to weeks. Having more time will allow me to build more strength than a shorter window. It will also let me test out some of the supplements mentioned on our supplement episode to see how they factor into improvement. I'll break my plans into a few episodes. This one will focus on the diet elements of my 12-week reset. While this plan should work for most people looking to lose the extra holiday and winter weight and I'd love to hear from anyone who decides to follow along. Make sure you consult your primary care physician if you have any medical issues or dietary needs before making significant changes to your lifestyle. When it comes to my diet for the upcoming period, the major points I will be following include, have a 14 to 16 hour intermittent fasting window each day, avoiding starchy carbohydrates and limiting high fiber, slow carbs. Aim for approximately 40% protein, 40% fat, 20% carbs, macronutrients. Limit or avoid sugars, bread, pasta, alcohol, dairy, and pork. Avoid drinking calories outside of meal replacement and workout-related drinks. Ensure an appropriate calorie deficit based on each day's activity. Use supplements optionally to compensate for lack of nutrition in the diet and to potentially increase weight loss, fat burn, and muscle growth. One day a week, toss all the above out the window. I follow these as guidelines and don't beat myself up if I can't achieve them daily. We all have busy lives. And while I could easily ensure I hit them 100% of the time, I find it's just not worth it for me. The weight will fall off with misses here and there. I'll now get into some details on each of the above points for me the intermittent fasting window is easy. I don't usually eat breakfast, and all it takes me for that fasting window is to stop eating between 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. and not eat until noon. If you start eating dinner around 6 p.m. or 7 p.m., finishing by 8 p.m. is easy. And if you need to eat later or have a snack or dessert, stopping by 10 p.m. at the latest is fine. Doing so puts most of the fasting time when you are sleeping. And getting through the morning without breakfast is something most people can quickly adapt to. If you are used to a big breakfast, the first few days may be a bit rough, but your body will adapt. I will have two or three cups of black coffee in the mornings, which doesn't break a fast. Just remember no creamers, sugar, or other additives for the most part. The one exception I make, which technically breaks the fast, but I don't find that it personally disrupts the process is to add a teaspoon or two of coconut oil or MCT oil to the coffee. Some people also add a teaspoon of unsalted butter. This makes it a bulletproof coffee, which is common in keto diets. The butter and oils are healthy fats. They add some flavor to the coffee for people who don't enjoy black coffee, and they help keep you feeling satisfied during the fasting hours. The healthy fats are also helpful if you train or exercise during your fasting hours, which you should, but I'll cover that later. During the morning, I'll also drink plenty of water or tea, preferably green, as well as a supplement drink for the workout. Water intake is essential for weight loss, so make sure you get it in. A green supplement drink is suggested over a snack if you struggle with cravings mid-fasting. I recommend the MASF Smashing Greens or Athletic Greens. I try to have one serving of this type of drink daily. If I start to crave food during the fasting window, I'll have it then, but generally, I have it mid-afternoon between lunch and dinner. The above works for me. But people who work nights or have other daily routines which may prevent this fasting approach should adjust the fasting hours to surround their schedule. The fundamental principles are to sleep during the majority of the fasting window and have two or three big meals to consume your daily calorie needs during the eating window. As for my meals, I won't get into too many details, but I suggest sticking to foods you like rather than a fad diet. I've tried quite a few in the name of experimentation and found that while they work, Calorie counting without trendy diet food restrictions works just as well. Paying attention to the macronutrient breakdown is essential. I aim for 40% protein, 40% fat, and 20% carbohydrates, as noted above. This is a proven mix that fuels muscle building and fat burning and maintains the healthy nutrition levels you need. Once you get used to what a plate with that breakdown looks like, you should be able to build your meals by sight. But at first... I suggest using an app to monitor the macronutrients and calories you consume. I have used and recommend lose it in my fitness pool, There are many others, but those are very easy to use and integrate with other health tracking apps and devices. One feature, these both have that I find essential is that if you use a device to track your activity and calories burned, which I believe you should, it will automatically adjust the calories you should be consuming. So on high activity days, it will up your suggested calorie intake and on lazy, low activity days, they are reduced. Regarding the food I listed that I avoid, these are mostly personal preferences. Skipping refined sugars and starchy carbs are typically essential for weight and fat loss, but added activity can offset consuming these if you must. Many people avoid pork for religious or cultural reasons, and most diets place restrictions on it. I limit them primarily because of their high sodium levels. Regarding the supplements, I suggest you listen to our previous podcast on that subject. A quick summary is that if your diet lacks vitamins or beneficial nutrients, you can see if a supplement helps, but results vary person to person. I will cover what I'm taking during this 12-week reset period in a future episode. I find the day of tossing those rules out the window important to prevent hitting plateaus with weight loss. When your body becomes accustomed to your diet, it will adapt, and how you burn and conserve fuel and fats change. Breaking the cycle by mixing things up can help avoid that. Some people refer to this as a cheat day, but I don't like that term. It isn't cheating. It is a planned part of making the diet effective. I don't suggest strictly picking a day of the week for this either. For example, if you find you have a work or family event, and the meal doesn't match your calorie or macronutrient breakdown, or you would be socially drinking more alcohol, you can make that the day you don't stick to the usual restrictions. Just try to keep from five to nine days between those types of days. If you have one every three or four days, you won't see the improvements you could be having. I'll wrap it up here, as this is a good overview of the diet portion of the 12-week reset. Then, in the next episode, I'll cover my exercise plan, following that with my supplements, and finally, an episode for other aspects outside of those three major pieces. Until next time, have fun on the mats. And we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Perpetually Sore podcast. We hope you have enjoyed this episode's topics. Please follow and review our podcast on your listening platform of choice. If you have any suggestions on future topics, or comments about the show, you can contact us by visiting perpetuallysore.com or finding us on Instagram at perpetuallysore247.